This is Brian Panish from the legal podcast, Get in the Game. Hope you like what you're hearing. And remember, sharing is caring. Subscribe if you like it. Share with others. But don't forget, get in the game. In a punitive damage case, it all starts in the very beginning in the four dire. And you start talking to jurors about what is the purpose of punitive damages, which is to punish someone for wrongdoing and also to deter others from doing it. And you have to make it about much more than an individual and it's not a windfall for one person. What it is is a punishment for bad conduct, but it's more importantly used to deter others from doing that. So in the beginning, if you're asked for 75 million, whatever that figure is, obviously the company would have to be a large company to sustain a verdict of 75 million punitive damages. And sometimes I might tell the jury at the very beginning, at the end of the day, when it's time to discuss damages and what they're called punitives, but they're also called exemplary damages. And I make a point of saying exemplary damages are, are used to set an example. And that's what you're going to be doing. And you're not to be concerned with the amount of the money, who's paying it, if it ever gets paid. That's not your job in this case. And if somebody brings that up, you need to tell the judge that they're not following the law. Well, punitive damages are always a leverage point in the litigation. Uh, rare is it the case that an insurance company is going to pay money for punitive damage. In fact, they never do. They'll never admit to it. But it is your leverage uh, to get the claim paid. So at trial, at least, you have the compensatory damage. That's the contract benefits, whatever they may be. You have like a lot of these wildfire victims. They got you know amounts that they haven't been paid under the contract. That is compensatory damages. Punitive damages is where you prove, you have to first prove it, that the insurance company's conduct was malicious, oppressive, or fraudulent. So it's a lot more than just proving that their conduct was unreasonable. You gotta prove malice, oppression, or fraud. And by clear and convincing evidence, and then the punitive damages is designed to punish or make an example of the defendant. It is not to compensate the plaintiff, it is to punish uh, wrongful conduct. And so we come back and say, Your Honor, let's move on with the punitive damages phase. He goes, yeah, we're going to take a week off. And he said, yes. <laughs> he, said, we, we gotta, he said, you got a freight train out of control. So we come back and what I did was I had punitive damage finding against the individual and the company. So I called the lawyer and I said, hey, who represents the individual now that he's got a punitive damage finding? He goes, well, I do. What, what is what do you want? I said, no, I got to talk to his lawyer. He goes, it's me. And I said, okay, this is a little uncomfortable. I need to talk to you about getting your client's assignment to his right to a malpractice case against you for not providing a separate counsel. And I go, so uh, what do you say about that? He hung up. And the next time we went back into court, they had 10 new lawyers from Howard Rice, of Melvin and Myers, and he got conflicted out. I do this argument 1% for justice, and they were a $2.47 billion company. And I said, so give me $24.7 million for each of them in punitive damages. They rounded it up to 25. I like this jury. I said, are you folks available next week? $25.2 million for the nearly 23 years he spent in prison, which may be a record sum in a wrongful conviction case. It was great. I, found, I finally felt like the world hurt me. For all those years, 
nobody listened to me except my attorneys, you know. But I felt like the world heard me. It was 10 people saying exactly what he's been saying all of these years. He is absolutely innocent. These people framed him. And the jury said, you know, we hear that. We're sick of that. This has to end. In addition to the $25 million in compensatory damages, which will be paid by the city of Chicago, the jury also stated that $100,000 in punitive damages will be paid by the two surviving detectives from that case, and that is four times higher than the punitive damages that were asked for. The jury did what? They came and they awarded uh, compensatory damages of $160.5 million, and then they found malice and uh, that the uh, plaintiff was entitled for punitive damages against the nightclub. We started the punitive damage phase of trial. And then at the end of the punitive damage phase, the case got resolved confidentially. And that was it. That was it. This is Brian Panish from Get In The Game podcasts about lawyers in the legal field. Hope you like what you're hearing. If you do, remember, sharing is caring. Subscribe, share, share, and share. Thanks, and get in the game. In the courtroom, we rely on compelling evidence often rooted in the detail work of scientists. That's why I'm introducing Science of Justice. This podcast by Jury Analyst isn't just legal chatter. It's a deep dive into law and science using real science, real data, and real time. The team at Science of Justice stands for integrity. They break down complex scientific principles to serve those wronged or injured, making it accessible for lawyers and other justice seekers. So now, let's really up your game and embrace some real evidence. Say goodbye to following the herd and start practicing law based on facts. you got to check out now the Science of Justice podcast.